Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Hebrews with this message entitled, The Christian Minister. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. The Christian Minister. It's a wonderful thing that we preach the word in this church. We don't pick and choose. We preach through the Bible to get an understanding of the whole counsel of God. Our President George W. Bush on October 4 spoke to a reporter, Eli Nakusi, for Al Arabiya Television concerning his creed, his faith. And he said this, Well, first of all, I believe in an almighty God. And I believe that all the world, whether they be Muslim, Christian, or any other religion, prays to the same God. That is what I believe. I believe that Islam is a great religion that preaches peace. Now I have no question that this is his faith. But it is politically correct speech. There is no truth in this statement. By this statement he denies the biblical revelation. That true God is the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That all the gods of the nations are idols. That the nations worship demons. That Christianity alone preaches a savior. That Jesus Christ alone is the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the father except through Jesus. That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in the son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Politicians normally are incapable of absolute truth. So this politician failed to speak truth concerning the way of salvation. And he is a professing Christian. As Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and Mr. Carter. But a Christian minister is charged by God to preach the word. Paul declared, if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the gospel we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. In this church, we have no freedom to speak like our president. We preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are not ashamed of it. For it is and it only is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Muslim, Hindu or Christian. So in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7 and 17 and verse 24 
speak of the love for ministers. We heard about the love for brothers, love for strangers, love for prisoners, love for our spouses, love for God and not for money. And now he speaks about the love for ministers. So first, the living ministers. The second, the dead ministers. And the third, the chief minister, our Lord Jesus Christ. Who is a minister? Who is a Christian minister? Not anyone who calls himself a minister. He is one who is called, anointed, and appointed by the Lord Jesus Christ. So we read in Ephesians chapter 4. That a Christian ministers, Christian ministers are gifts to the church. They are given to the church to prepare God's people for the works of service, for the building up of the body of Christ. And in John 21, we read, Christian ministers are to feed the sheep of Christ by the word of God. Therefore, a minister must love Jesus Christ more than anyone else and anything else in the world. Peter so was asked, do you love me more than this? If you don't love the Lord Jesus Christ more than anything else in the world, you are not called or anointed or appointed a minister of Jesus Christ. The believers are called by Jesus Christ, my sheep, my sheep. That he bought by the shedding of his blood. The high cost. In Acts 20 we read. Ministers are appointed by the Holy Spirit. To oversee and shepherd the people of God. Who are bought with God's own blood. And ministers are to preach the whole counsel of God. They have no freedom to pick and choose. And ministers are to feed, to guide, to discipline, and to protect God's people from all heretics and heresies. Jeremiah 23 verse 4 speaks about that God appoints ministers as watchmen. They are to warn the people of danger. And if they fail to preach the gospel, they are accountable to God for the destruction of God's people. In Matthew 24 verse 45, the faithful and wise servant whom the master has appointed to take care of his household must provide food in a timely manner to his people. The food of the word of God. And Acts 14 verse 23 says. In each church. It is the will of God to have plurality of elders. Who are also bishops and pastors. And 2 Corinthians 11. It tells us. If a minister preaches. A different gospel. A different spirit. And a different Jesus. He is a false minister. 
And he is a servant of Satan. And this is what is happening all around us today. Galatians 1 tells us the test of a minister is whether he preaches the apostolic gospel faithfully. And if they don't, they are condemned to go to hell. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, we are told ministers are to be given double honor. Especially those who preach and teach the gospel. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 tells us, The people are to respect hard-working ministers who admonish the people. And they are to be held in highest regard in love. And 1 Timothy 3 tells us, Ministers are to have high moral qualities. He must possess intellectual abilities to teach the word of God to his people. He must have high ability of management. He must not be a lover of money, but a lover of Jesus and his people. His children must respect him and obey him. They must not be wild and unbelieving. They must be believers and examples to the people of God. Matthew 28 and 1 Peter 5 tells us the authority of the minister comes to him from his chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. He must give him an account of his service. And Christ assigns to the minister a certain number of people that he may oversee and shepherd and care for. And he must shepherd them willingly. When Jesus Christ comes again, he will grant to every pastor a crown of glory. In Hebrews 13 and verse 17, we read a plurality of rulers, as we read also in verses 7 and 24. That tells us every church needs a plurality of elders, plurality of bishops, plurality of pastors. So in Hebrews 13, verse 17, the writer tells the people of this church, first, to obey your leaders. The word is pathol, and it is used in James chapter 3 and verse 3, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us. Or Galatians chapter 5 and verse 7. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? So the author says that you are to obey your leaders. But I say you are not to obey pastors if they are false shepherds. If they fail to preach the gospel. If they refuse to watch over themselves and the people of God. If they fail to be examples to God's flock. You have no responsibility 
of obeying such people. You should run away from such false shepherds. Saying we must obey God rather than men. So we have a responsibility to test pastors who claim to be pastors. So in 1 John chapter 4 we read. Dear friends do not believe every spirit. Every preacher. But test the spirit to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So you have a responsibility to test those who claim to be pastors. By the litmus test of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or turn me to the book of Romans. Chapter 16. Verses 17 and 18. I urge you brothers. To watch out for those who cause divisions. And put obstacles in your way. That are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ. But their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery. They deceive the minds of naive people. And let me tell you. Evangelical world is full of naive, mindless, emotional people. Who desire ministers to tickle their ears and entertain them. Or Second John and verse 10. We read here. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, apostolic teaching, do not take him into your house or welcome him. So the people have a responsibility to test the preacher and see whether he is preaching the apostolic doctrine, the gospel. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And if you don't hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, the apostolic doctrine, then you are not a sheep, but a goat. And in due time, you will manifest yourself as a goat. Through the authentic preacher, people are to hear the voice of the chief shepherd. So in this church, we preach the Bible truths. We do not entertain We proclaim to inform that you may be transformed to perform God's will. We preach not psychology, politics, philosophy, global warming and cooling. We do not preach poetry. A true pastor is a gift of Christ. Anointed. And appointed by the Holy Spirit to minister to the people the word of God. Anarchy is always evil. God rules his kingdom. There is God's rule and government in his kingdom. In a family, in the state, and in the church. Children are to obey their parents. People are to submit to the state And God's people are to submit to Christ and his appointed shepherd. 
I said, my sheep hear my voice. There is the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. There are the under shepherds by his appointment. And there are the people of God. Ministers submit and obey to Jesus Christ. And people are to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. And to his authentic ministers. So look at the author is not suggesting obedience. It is a command. Run away from false ministers who preach a different gospel. But obey the true minister. Who preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. All scripture is God breathed. And is profitable. For teaching, rebuke, correction. And instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be thoroughly equipped. To do good work. Refusal to receive the minister. And his word shows a rejection of Jesus. And therefore a rejection of God the Father. You cannot believe in Jesus. And reject his servants. And their ministry. They are to be held in the highest regard and be given double honor. And John Stott would say, double honor means honor and honorarium. If needed, respect as well as reciprocation. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 16, verse 15 and 16. You know the household of Stephanas. You know that the household of Stephanas were the first converts in Achaia. And they have devoted themselves to the service of the same ministry. I urge you brothers to submit to such as these. And to everyone who joins in the work and labors at it. And Joshua. Chapter 1. Verse 18. In the theocratic situation in the Old Testament God appointed Joshua as the shepherd and here verse 18 we read whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words whatever you may command them will be put to death now of course today we don't put anybody to death but God will deal with any person who refuse to submit to the true minister of the gospel appointed by Christ. Secondly, submit to them, it says. Submit. Again, not a suggestion. It's a present imperative. It is a command. Believers are to submit to their ministers. This word submit means to come under, yield to. The word is used of military subordination. Submit to their teaching, especially because of present situation of heresies that you read about in verse 9. John Calvin said this, the heavier the burden they bear, the more honor they deserve. For the more labor anyone undertakes for our sake, and the more difficulty and danger he incurs for us, the greater are our obligations to him. Obey them and submit to them. Now the New International Version just swallowed 
one Greek word in the next sentence. For, you don't find that here, that should be there. For, it is giving reason, for. Why do you obey and submit? Because for, they watch over you. That's one reason. They watch over your souls. The ministers watch over your spiritual welfare. Your eternal welfare. This is a heavy responsibility. They and no one else, the Greek text says, bear that responsibility. False shepherds are hirelings. They have no interest in the sheep. True shepherds care for the sheep like the good shepherd. They lay down their lives for the welfare of the sheep. They watch over. The Greek word is agrupneo. Means they lose sleep watching over God's people. In prayer and the ministry of the word. Turn with me to Genesis 31. And listen to the language of Jacob. Who was a shepherd. Genesis 31 verse 40. This was my situation. The heat consumed me in the daytime. And the cold at night. And sleep fled from my eyes. Also you can read Luke chapter 2 verse 80. 8 where the shepherds were watching the sheep at night. The ministers, true ministers, labor constantly in feeding, counseling, disciplining, protecting, not tickling the ears of people to please them, but declaring the voice of God. Ministry is a 24-7 task, especially when heretics and heresies abound. Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 20 and verse 30. Even from your own number. Let me read from verse 9. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you. From outside they will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw their disciples after them. And you read in First Timothy chapter 1 and 4 and 6, you see that names are given there. Leaders who abandoned their faith. Then we are told, for they must give an account. Ministers are to give an account. They are not sovereigns. They have no absolute authority. They are under shepherds only. They must render an account to Christ concerning their service. You read this in First Peter 5. They must give an account to Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, chief shepherd, And the great shepherd of the sheep on that day. Did you preach the gospel? Did you kill my sheep or feed them? He may hear from the master on that day. 
either depart from me you evildoers or thou good and faithful servant enter into the joy of the Lord the ministers give an account ultimately to God not merely to human superiors it is the Lord of the church they have to please Jesus Christ said I will build my church and he builds his church through God called God anointed and God appointed under shepherds so you obey and submit what is the purpose that they may do their work with joy and not with sighing the people are to submit and obey their true ministers for the purpose that they may do the work of pastoring with joy and not with pain in the neck there is joy in serving Jesus yet there is also severe pain that causes pastors to be sad and sighing and groaning I have experienced it you read Philippians 4 verse 1 and 3rd John verse 4 and 1st Thessalonians 2 and verse 20 concerning joy in pastoring the people of God what happens if people cause ministers to groan and sigh it says that will be unprofitable for you the Greek text is saying that will be detrimental to you that will be a great loss for you it will be hurtful to you it affects your eternal salvation it reveals that you are not a sheep but a goat it tells that you are not truly saved John Calvin said we cannot be troublesome or disobedient to our pastors without hazarding our own salvation second Hebrews 13 verse 7 speaks about dead pastors what of those pastors who have founded the church of the Hebrews but they, have, they are no more they are with Christ in the city of the living God what are we do with them it says remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you consider them imitate them remember your leaders the word for leaders hegumenoi is used of high state officials political and military leaders it is used of princes in Acts 7.10 Pharaoh appointed Joseph as ruler that's the word egumenon ruler of Egypt so we are to remember these leaders continually that may, we may be inspired by their teaching their holy life their perseverance to the end and their triumphant death confessing Jesus Christ they did not abandon the gospel they did not abandon Jesus Christ the great shepherd of the sheep the great high priest to go back to the shadow 
of Levitical priesthood of Judaism. In other words, the author tells us, don't be unthankful of our leaders' past. Don't be forgetful of them. They lived a life of faith and joined the list of the heroes of faith that we should emulate. It says they spoke the word of God to you. There it is in a nutshell. The ministry and responsibility of a true preacher. The unique ministry of a true minister is to preach the word. Thus saith the Lord. If you do not preach the word of God, you are a minister of Satan. Such false ministers abound today. They do not feed, guide, discipline, or protect the sheep. They entertain them. They tickle their ears with new teachings, alien to the gospel, to get more money and become more powerful and famous. The word of God is the word of salvation. Hebrews 2 verse 3. If a minister is not preaching God's word, he is not preaching salvation. The word is word of life. The word is profitable. Faith comes by hearing the word of God preached. Ministers are to guard the deposit of the gospel and preach it faithfully for the eternal salvation of God's elect. Remember that. And then we are told, consider the outcome of their faith life. People are to study carefully the faith they preached, the holy life they lived continually. And their triumphant death. They lived by faith and they died in faith. We must remember them, we must consider them. This is why we are to study the biographies and sermons of ministers of old. We'll be inspired to live in the now, the life of faith. It is a medicine that will cure us. Of the temptation of abandoning Christianity for the shadow of Judaism. So turn with me to Second Timothy chapter four, verse six through eight, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. But notice I have fought the good fight, finished the race, kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Study their lives carefully. They are heroes of faith. They will inspire us to run the race with patience and win Christ's benediction and approbation. Though they died, they still speak to us through their writings. Finally, we are told, imitate their faith. Consider the pastors who lived and died in faith. Read their lives. Be stimulated by them to emulate their lives. That when you die, others may consider your life and imitate you. 
Study them. Be stimulated by them. Speak and act like them. And the third point is the ever-living minister. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The most well-known text in this book. There are ministers who lived and died. There are ministers who are living, yet they are also going to die. So obey them and submit to them when they preach the word of salvation. Emulate them. Yet we cannot emulate them in everything. Why is it? Because they are not perfect. They live and they die. The perfect minister is Jesus Christ. He came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. He is the good shepherd. He is the great shepherd of the sheep. He is chief shepherd of the sheep. His sheep shall hear his voice. He died for our sins as our substitute and as our mediator. He and he alone made purification for our sins by the shedding of his blood as the Lamb of God. He became the priest and victim. He makes every elect sinner perfect to approach God with confidence. Through him we have come to the city of the living God. To worship God in spirit and in truth. Yes, Jesus died once. He was buried. But he was raised from the dead to die no more. Pastors died. Pastors shall die. It is appointed for once to die. But the good pastor Jesus Christ lives forevermore. He is our perfect example. We are to emulate him wholly. We are to live even as he lived. He is trustworthy. We can forever depend on him. He is for us. He is with us. He is in us. He goes before us. He feeds us, guides us, guards us from all harm. He shall bring us all safely to home. To God our Father. He is the same. He is the final and perfect revelation. It is sheer folly to abandon Jesus and go back to the shadow of Judaism. He was dependable when he lived on earth yesterday. He is dependable today. As he, as our high priest intercedes in behalf of us before the Father. He is dependable forever. Brothers and sisters, friends may change. Parents may change. Pastors may change. Children may change. Husbands and wives may change. Jesus is the same. Same Savior. So his gospel never changes too. The gospel is the gospel of unchanging Jesus Christ. So preachers, preach Jesus Christ. Preach the gospel that is the power of God unto salvation. All other religions are impotent to save you. Impotent to deal with human depravity. They cannot save anyone. Jesus saves. 
Only Jesus saves. Jesus never fails. Jesus is eternal. There is no new and improved Jesus or God. And because he is eternal, he gives us eternal salvation. Chapter 5 verse 9. Eternal redemption. Chapter 9 verse 12. Eternal inheritance. Chapter 9 verse 15. Based on God's eternal covenant. Chapter 13 verse 20. He helps us now. Hebrews 2 verse 18. He gives us mercy and grace now. Chapter 4 verse 16. He intercedes for us now. Chapter 7 verse 25. His grace is sufficient for us now. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9. We can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengtheneth us. Now Philippians 4.13. He stands with us now and in the hour of our death. So ministers. All ministers who hear my voice. Preach the gospel. The unchanging gospel of the unchanging Christ. Watch over for your people's spiritual welfare. You are only under shepherds. Jesus Christ is the chief shepherd. Be prepared to give him an account of your service. Now people of God. Obey your leaders. Obey your ministers. Submit to them gladly. Enable them to do their job, their work with great joy. That their ministry may be everlastingly profitable to you. Children, respect, obey and submit to your parents, teachers and pastors. That you may be filled with all the blessings of God. And I as a pastor, as a pastor in this church must say that in this church... We honor ministers in this church. We submit to ministers in this church. I say, ministering to you is not grief, but joy. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for your word. That speaks to us about the care you have for your church. That you appointed under shepherds to care for the people of God whom you bought with a high cost of your death. Lord, help us to preach the gospel of the unchanging Christ and help us to hear the gospel and be saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio of the sermon entitled the Christian minister. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.